1: This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com.
0: Jake Fisher, a guest we had on during a lot of the conference realignment, Pac-12, Arizona, and others, moving into the Big 12. And he joins us, former Arizona linebacker, with us on 365 Sports. Jake, has been a... uh, Tumultuous, I think, is a pretty good word with a lot going on with Fish leaving, now Hickey, the AD is out. How would you describe what it's like as an alum, a former player, with a lot of the turmoil, but where they are now with Brennan as the head coach, too?
2: Hey, guys. Well, thank you for having me. Just first, I want to make sure you can hear me. We got a lot of clouds in the sky over here, which is kind of not normal (laughs) for Arizona, but I want to make sure you guys can hear me. Yeah, we got
0: you. We got
1: you.
2: Awesome. Yeah, it's been a weird seven days, man. I mean, first, you know, Jed leaves and it kind of leaves a void. Um, you know, Dave Hickey does a good job, turns around and I think makes a great hire, and then all of a sudden a couple of days later he's gone. So it's been a tumultuous uh seven days to say the least. And uh you know, you got players jumping in the portal, jumping out, some of them going to wash.
0: Yeah, I think those yeah. clouds I think those I clouds got you, Jake.
1: Hold on, let me Can call. You hear us? Yeah, 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 I got no, you now. You're
0: good. Wherever you are, just don't move, don't breathe. <laughs> uh, but we lost <laughs> you there for a second. Okay. Yeah, you were talking about how uh, people going in, going to Washington, etc.
2: Yeah, no, it's been a tumultuous 24 or uh, a tumultuous 7 days for us and uh I mean, shoot, guys jumping in the portal, guys jumping out and uh you know, I'm hoping just we get some, you know, some answers here soon. I hope it all settles. Jake,
1: um, when it comes to Dave Hickey being let go, I mean, you, you don't see the at eighty hire a football coach and then get fired in a week like that doesn't usually happen. Usually, they're they're kind of tied together a little bit more. And the financial problems that they're having, what uh, do you believe is the solution moving forward for them to to climb out of this hole and, and make things right when it comes to leadership in the head leg department?
2: Well, I'm hoping that they uh, they go ahead and hire Erica Barnes over here. I think she would be an awesome hire. She has ties with a lot of the donors. And uh, I know I'm going to be reaching out if she gets the job. I know Candrea has it right now. Um, I don't know him very well. However, I will tell you he's probably the greatest softball coach to ever walk the face of the earth. I know that he really cares about the university. I just don't know if he wants to be the AD long term. So. Hopefully, we make a home run. Hire you know, hire somebody from within that knows the community well, and I think they'll do a good job. Jake, I, I saw, I believe it was on your Twitter
0: feed about you reaching out to players who have decided to stay because of the because of the, they're being grabbed by others. I saw the defensive lineman today is officially now at Texas. There's obviously the attrition to Washington and elsewhere. How much have the former players and the donors? Gotten involved in this to try to keep this thing afloat or even better than that?
2: Well, I think a lot of the former players were are reaching out, you know, whether it's just a tweet, whether it's sending messages, whether they have relationships with them, you know, prior to uh, getting on phone calls and whatnot. I know that, uh, you know, the new coach has been able to retain a lot of these guys, but every single time there's a brand new coach, there's going to be folks jumping into the portal. That's just kind of the way that college football is these days. Um, I've gone through one of these, Uh, you know, the coach unfortunately was fired. He didn't decide to go anywhere else. But, um, you know, even the year prior, you know, when I was there, Mike Stoops was one of the head candidates for the Florida job. So, you know, you hear rumors, but this one is a little bit different. You know, it's kind of like ripping a Band-Aid off. You just kind of have to move forward. You have to kind of galvanize the troops and hopefully you can get a lot of guys to stay. But, Anytime there's a coaching change, there are going to be people that jump into the portal. That's just kind of the way it is now.
0: What was it and how big was it besides the obvious Fafita and McMillan both deciding to stay? Because I know that that was into the weekend. They had the basketball game. A lot of them introduced at halftime. How much did that really, like, keep a hole from sinking the ship?
2: Well, those are the guys that kind of spearheaded a lot of these folks, you know, returning. Um, You know, there are reports that they spread their NIL money out amongst the team uh, to keep some of these guys here. And uh, I think it says a lot that they have the ability to go somewhere else, get seven figures. And they decided to come back to Tucson because they have unfinished business. They were able to keep some NFL prospects here. I mean, you look at guys like Jonas Savanea, um, you know, guys like Wendell Moy, uh, you know, I'd be hard pressed to, you know, find two better guards in the Big 12, maybe even the country. Uh, they're coming back to solidify the interior line. We got, I think, four or five guys who started on the line. You know, we got a lot of receivers coming back. Obviously, losing a couple guys is going to be tough, but we have a lot of guys coming back, and even on the defensive end. So it's one of those things where they definitely spearheaded the movement. They, You could tell those guys are the leaders, um, you know, and they're just they're providing great leadership. That's why a lot of these guys wanted to come back. They were tied more as a team versus tied to a coach, which, uh, you know, I respect
1: what uh do you like the most about brent brennan uh taking over this program that is that is on the upswing right now
2: well i think that uh you know from what every player has said he seems like he's genuine you know he wants to make sure these guys are taken care of outside of football not just on the field and you know just for the fans it's nice to have someone that doesn't look like he's going to be a journeyman you know i mean jed did an unbelievable job i will never take anything away from that man and you know, his charisma, he went out, raised money. Not a lot of folks that come to Tucson want to put in that extra work to try to put us at the top level. Um, you know, but he's been at 12 or 13 different jobs. So we always knew that this could happen. And, uh, you know, thank goodness for Dave Hickey. He had somebody in the wings ready to go. And, uh, I think Brennan's going to do a good job. I think he's going to be here for the long term. And hey, guess what? If he gets a bigger job and he leaves, it's because he did a good job. So. We're just hoping that he stays around for a little bit helps see this thing through. And I think that, uh, you know, given the right ingredients, I guess, I think that this program, especially heading into the Big 12, without an Oklahoma or a Texas, without having to go against an SC in Oregon or a Washington, I think that we could become one of the predominant teams in that conference.
0: Jake Fisher with us on 365 Sports Arizona in flux, but also patching up some of the holes. Uh, Now that they're wrapping up, what is their last year in the Pac-12 and about to be a part of the Big 12, is there as much excitement as there was perhaps when that decision was made that they're going to find a home because of the Pac-12 just kind of there and not knowing what the future was?
2: Well, the excitement's going to be there. I, I think the excitement definitely comes from having a lot of these players coming back. I mean, you have a bunch of future NFL talent on the roster. Now it's up to them to you know learn the scheme. It's up to the coaches to really put a great product out there on the field. I always believe that if you have really good players, it doesn't matter what uh, concepts you have. As long as they're able to go out, run the play, and execute, you're going to be good. Also, the fact that we know exactly where we're going to be. The Pac-12 obviously was in flux, losing a ton of money, not doing a very good job, in my opinion, over the last 10 or so years. Uh, you know, Larry Scott, some of these other guys, I think they just dropped the ball dramatically. We had so many top institutions in that league, so many great football players. Programs in that league. And I just think they dropped the ball. The Big 12, they obviously care about their sports. We're going to have more money to share around. Might help us retain a coach here in the future. So um, and I think the NIL is there to be played. So I think that uh, everything is kind of aligning for us to do well in the new conference.
1: Jake, where do you think Robert Robbins' uh, responsibility falls in this, this budget crisis that they're, they're having right now? He was very level-headed uh, compared to some of his other counterparts in the Pac-12 when it came to the potential of realignment. But uh, also, you know, there are people that oversee these things, and that, that falls under hers, his jurisdiction, certainly.
2: Well, one thing I love about him is he loves his sport. Um, you know, obviously the Hickey thing kind of caught us by surprise. Honestly, you know, even if it is not all of his fault, it's always going to roll uphill to the president. He's the one that oversees everything. So that's really all I got to say about that. I haven't really, you know, gotten into the weeds on all these different things. Like I said, I was just as shocked as everybody else was yesterday. But, um, you know, I don't think that Hickey's the first one or the only one that's going to fall. And I think that, uh, Eventually, it's going to catch up, and he's going to have to, you know, take over some of the blame. Jake, how
0: what was it like to be a part of the Desert Swarm?
2: Well, actually, I wasn't. I actually oh. grew up watching the Desert oh, Swarm. Okay. Yeah. How much did that I'm, I'm inspire as as you? Oh, I'm not as old as you guys think I am. No, no, you're right. That's <laughs> just you, one of us, guys. Yeah, you're, you're
0: only about 10 or 12 years outside of college. What, what was it like growing up then? And watching that offense and uh, uh, what Dick told me and what Arizona had with what and how they played the game, the defensive game.
2: Well, I mean, they just swarmed to the ball. You know, they got a bunch of guys that bought in, uh, kind of like, you know, our last year's defense. Our last year's defense wasn't as good, but towards the end of the year, you can tell they were bought into the system. Um, you know, you had three or four hats around the ball every single time. And good things always happen when you have that many people around the ball, secure the tackle, a couple people rip the ball out, a couple people – you know, knock a ball in the air. You got people by the ball; they're going to intercept it, make plays. So, um, you know, you, you hear nothing but great things about Tommy and those guys. He left a legacy. Obviously, you watch the, uh, you know, the, the the press conference for Coach Brennan, and he brought up Tommy so many times and how many valuable lessons he taught him as a coach moving forward. So, you hear nothing but great things. And you know, I'm hoping that eventually we can get back to that type of swarming defense. It's very hard to do. Obviously, they're one of the best defenses for a three or four year period, but. Um, you know, one can hope.
1: Jake, do you feel like for for both the schools in Arizona, Arizona and Arizona State, that while you're in the Pac-12 and had varying levels of success over the years in, in football, that this move, like, will maybe help you establish an identity that's that's completely different than, like, oh, hey, California kids, come here. It's a cool place to be, that maybe the shifting in the recruiting population will, will kind of help them uh, show that they've been an untapped resource for years at, at both places.
2: Well, yeah, I think it's going to go back to what uh, Coach Stoops like to do. You know, you want to go ahead and you want to recruit Arizona. Obviously, you want to be able to recruit California. I think these guys coming from San Jose State are going to be able to do that quite a bit. But then you also want to, you know, go into Texas and some of the Midwest. Um, you know, there's a thing that I always found whenever we play a team like in Oklahoma State, they have. Uh, you know these big linemen they had heavy hands you couldn't get their hands off of you if they got you. so you had to you know you had to throw out defenses there so you can scrape over and get to the running back before they got your hands on them um, you know and most of the time you get a lot of your athletes from California obviously Texas has a you know a ton of athletes but you know the linemen that I used to play against most of the better ones were from the Midwest so um, you know, you're able to get some big guys from the Midwest as long as you're able to establish yourself in Texas and, you know, places like Kansas and Oklahoma and you know Nebraska. Obviously, i my whole family's from Nebraska, so I know about that. But these places in the Midwest, I mean, they're starting to get more populated. You're starting to see a lot more talent come out of there. So if you're able to take advantage of all of that, you're going to be fine.
0: Appreciate what you're doing for your alma mater. Also, the time you spent with us a couple of different times, Jake. Thank you very much.